This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. This month's episode of another journey to another place, another time, one that we create, or do we? Welcome to the May episode of Through the Looking Glass. I am your co-host Scott Criscolo. Uh, I am refreshed. I am back. Of course, uh, the running, the jokes will be flying throughout the PTB Wrestling Network shows over the next couple of weeks because I have returned uh, from my first cruise in nine years. And the first thing I asked everybody when I returned was. Uh, did Tony Khan and Triple H hug on Thursday night? Ronamite um, is CM Punk beating Roman at SummerSlam. Um, is uh, Seth Rollins is uh, Brock Lesnar going to beat MJ? Uh, you know all sorts of crazy because that's what usually happens. Uh, I go on a cruise and the wrestling world melts. So <laughs> put it in any event, uh, <laughs> but it didn't happen. There was a little punk drama apparently, which I have to catch up. I, on. I, rem- I remember. I remember that very first trip. I remember listening to that very right? first. That very first return in the whole punk pipe bomb. Exactly. Good evening, uh, everybody, to the great Dave Hall. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well, Scott. I'm doing well. I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that the uh, the industry hasn't collapsed on, under you while uh, while you've been away. <laughs> um, uh, look, look, it looked like hey, you. It looked for a while like something big might happen, but uh, you know, there's been lots of rumors of people making returns on television, but uh, it didn't. So you, you managed to get away with one this time. I did. I did get very lucky. Uh, I um, enjoyed my week. It was very nice, and I came back, and everything seemed uh, relatively uh, normal. So um, that's a good thing. So we did, I didn't come back and end up on the other side. My cruise ship didn't stop on the other side of the looking glass. or <laughs> something weird. <laughs> so, but anyway, Dave, always a pleasure. Love being with you. And uh, everyone, uh, for those that are new, welcome. Uh, this show is not episodic. So if you're listening to this show, keep listening. You're not, you didn't miss anything from the previous episodes because these all are standalones. Um, but after you finish, please go to the archive, uh, ptb.podbean.com. And uh, uh, com. God, I, I was uh, gone for a while. I, was, I had the ultimate drink package, so God only knows what I'm doing right now. <laughs> if I start talking about the NWA, then I may be in trouble. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but please check out all of the great uh, uh, stuff we have. But for this great show, uh, it is not episodic. So um, continue listening to this episode, but then go back to the archives and check out all the great episodes we had um, before this. So... We are going to have a ton of fun uh, tonight uh, because uh, we haven't actually ever done this before. Um, We're doing an interactive. Well, I mean, we do, but this is very different. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this to to this month's episode because uh, we've never really done anything like this before. We've rebooked, but this is kind of an on the fly thing. Usually our stuff. I mean, we have a little research, but normally our stuff is very researched. But tonight we're kind of pseudo winging it, which I kind of dig. But uh, Dave, tell us. uh, uh, Well, first off. Uh, how have you been? Uh, I think uh, I could definitely say that my weather 
was probably slightly warmer than yours, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, well, you probably warmer where, where you've just been cruising around. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to cool down over here. Uh, 18 Celsius today, which is still pretty pretty mild from from uh, as we head into winter. It's a mild temperature for for you North Americans, but. Uh, where uh, it's it's still it's still lovely. It's a beautiful place, Australia. If you if you guys are listening, have never been down here, I encourage you jump on a plane, come on down to visit. You can come and stay with me for a few days. I'm happy to happy to put you up for a couple of nights and wonderful. Uh, you know, show you around. But no, wonderful. it's a beautiful country to come and visit. So yes. the weather is just it's fantastic all the time. So yeah, yeah. but uh, no, going well, going well. My uh, my my just uh. Spent the weekend celebrating the 14th birthday of my youngest son. So my Wonderful. youngest son turned 14, and uh, he had 10 teenage friends over with him for a, for an afternoon of video games and movies, and I went to sport while my wife had to look after them all. So I think I worked out the best way to deal with that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, happy birthday to the baby boy. Um but, uh, yeah, no, it was warm down. In, it actually was chilly after we passed uh, uh, Nassau on the Bahamas and had two days at sea. The more we got closer to here, the uh, the choppier and the uh, little colder the water got. So, um, in any event. Uh, all right. So, Dave, why don't you tell everyone what our plan is for this evening? Because it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, very excited what we're doing tonight. That's it. Well, uh, you know... May May is a is a pretty notorious month. Uh, a lot of changes often happen in in the company. Sort of coming out of WrestleMania, April May, you always get the shift of direction, the change of uh, change of scenery. The company mm-hmm. loves to uh, WWE loves to to share with us, and uh, and I thought it'd be interesting uh, task to go back. And have a little bit of a look at the 2002 brand extension. This was, to me, this is a very pivotal moment in company history. There are a lot of changes, a very massive shift in in what the product was like from mm-hmm. the WWE's perspective. And um, you know, it's been fun listening to some of the other uh, podcasts on on our on our quad of pods, uh, doing drafts and. Uh, Right. some fun with that and I thought it would be fun for us to redraft the 2002 brand extension draft and that's what we're going to do live on the show today uh, Scott and I are going to draft the Raw and Smackdown rosters of 2002. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the details shortly but but uh, but Scott I want to ask you like as I said the 2002 draft that that brand extension was revolutionary at the time um it really brought a lot of questions to mind for a lot of people what were they doing why were they doing it but i think as we with the the hindsight of history i think the brand extension allowed a lot of um a lot more superstars to be developed guys be able to rise to the top of the card that may never have had that opportunity when the brand extension was first announced, when it first happened back in '02, what, how did you perceive it? What were you thinking was going on, and how did you think it would go? Well, it didn't. It didn't surprise me because obviously, when um, when the Monday Night War ended, 
and, you know, WCW lost. And, you know, we had the influx of guys and we had the, and I just watched the whole saga on one of my chrono watches, the entire invasion, which started off good, but it was evident. I mean, just on a side note, the invasion, I would say by Unforgiven, like September, they stopped caring. It was all about, yeah. it was all about preparing for the future, uh, pumping up Booker, pumping up RVD, you know, and getting, re- and Jericho and getting ready for the future. Uh, nobody cared who was going to win the, the invasion. Everyone knew WWF was going to win. It was just a question of when they would finally end it. They decided to end it at Survivor Series. And then we moved on. As we got into 2002, and then, um, you know, we got past WrestleMania, but now the NW, but then all the heavyweights came. Well, most of them came. We had, we had uh, you know, the NWO came. So we have Nash, we have Hall, we have Hogan. Um, uh and we just had this large, yeah, we had this large influx of guys and eventually November against Scott Steiner would come. And then by the following year, we'd have Goldberg, et cetera. But, but even at this point in March of Oh two, um, the roster was just so big. And I think it was about time for Vince to really take advantage of all of this talent and 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 get rid of the glass ceiling because now he had competition in other ways. WCW was dead. ECW was dead. But coming up in the next, uh, well, let's see, looking at my calendar, uh, Ring of Honor had started the month before in February. Um, and you could t- you could hear about the origins of uh, that on our, our one of our newer shows here on the on the network, uh, the Pot of Honor, with myself and Steve Willie. And then in June, in a few months' time, we would have the beginning of TNA. So I mean that competition's not the level of WCW, but still, you know, we weren't just going to let no one was just going to let WWE be the know all, end all, be all. So at this point. Vince needed to come up with something revolutionary and start to elevate the guys everybody likes without shaking up the main event picture that he already had. So this was a great idea, and I was very excited about it because um, at the time they were going to shift, you know, you were going to have one champion on both shows. Um, I think you were going to get a lot of work out of the Intercontinental title. Because obviously the world champion can only feud with one guy at a time. Although I was curious too, Dave, if they were going to do kind of what, um, kind of what like Ric Flair did during the territory years, which is kind of bounce around, have different feuds with different guys. I'm wondering if they would, if they were going to try and pull that off. We could talk about that as we move forward tonight. Because I was curious if they were going to attempt to do that, if they were going to attempt to have one world champion try to bounce from one show to the other and alternate feuds, maybe even attempt to do face on one side, heel on the other. That would have been fun. A little, it, little it tough to do. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly looked that way when they first started the draft and they first head in that direction. I mean, Triple H was sort of made exempt and they, they were saying each, each pay-per-view would be, you know, one one brand would challenge for the title. The next next show, the the other brand would challenge. So I think I think that was their original intention. But I think I wonder if the way 
the industry and the business was functioning by 2002, you you couldn't. I think they learned quickly. You couldn't really do without your top your top champion. Um, not sort of jumping from one to the other, and therefore the you know one brand's not really getting a look at the title for for, for a period of four weeks. But then it and I think it also got away from the idea of building to a good championship feud where uh, uh, two guys are going to have a battle for you know three or four months you know like like you know steamboat and, and flair did in, in 89 you know you guys have been covering you've been covering that on uh on on the live watch and um you know that's the that that concept you just can't have those multiple rematches if you're shifting brands each month Yeah, I I think that that was kind of the idea. I don't know if they were ever thinking about a second title, but we, again, we will we will kind of allude to that tonight. But we had one world, we had one tag team title, we had the Intercontinental title, we did have one women's champion. Um, did we have a cruiserweight champion at this point? I, yep, yep. Tajiri was the cruiserweight. Yeah, because Tajiri. Well, I remember at the time Tajiri was a cruiserweight champion. And technically, X-Pac was still the light heavyweight champion. They hadn't merged those because X-Pac got hurt at the back end of the invasion. So he didn't come back for a couple of months. Um, and then by the summertime, they would eventually merge the uh, merge those. Like they would merge the European and the hardcore title and just kind of get rid of them. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think it's fascinating. I, I, I'm very excited what we're going to do tonight. So, so lay, lay the foundation for us, Dave. What, what's the, what is our, what is the soup we're going to, to boil this evening? So, so as I said, um, uh, Scott and I are going to take on the role. Uh, essentially, we're not taking on the role of the GM. We're not sort of doing Vince McMahon, Ric Flair. We're, we're going to take it on, on from the perspective of production. One of us will be uh, drafting for Raw. The other one will be drafting for SmackDown. And everyone on the roster has is eligible to be drafted to one of the brands. That includes uh, our champions, Triple H, um, Billy and Chuck. Uh, you know, um, our women's champion was um, was Jazz at the time, so they're all eligible. Our, all our commentary taters are, are eligible. Our general manager type people, our authority figures are eligible. Um, we've put together the whole roster. We've got everyone on there, and everyone is eligible to be picked. We're going to be picking, um, just for the purpose of this of this episode, we're going to pick 30 guys to a roster, and then we're going to go through. And on the people who are available, and not just the guys who were signed with the company as of the day of the brand extension, but knowing where the company was headed. And some of the guys coming in, we've also we've also made the decision that anyone who sort of joined the company within a, a few months, three to four months after the brand extension, um, are also eligible. So that means guys like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, um, Shawn Michaels, they're all eligible to be drafted as well uh, because they became mainstays of the roster. Um, Eric Bischoff is eligible to be drafted. And then what we're going to do is we are going to draft four to five guys, uh, talent from OVW, people who will join our roster 
over the course of the year. So we're going to build a roster of about 30 guys plus some OVW talent. And then after that, we're going to look at what we've put together and we're going to try and come up with, each of us will come up with for our own roster, a bit of a direction. Who are we going to utilise as our top talents? What are sort of the key battles we want to see for the next few months? Who are we want looking to elevate? Uh, maybe what tag teams we might want to put together. Uh, gimmicks, who we might be utilising. So, yeah, there's a lot in there. I hope everyone's able to follow it. But the basic thrust of it is we are drafting the Raw and SmackDown rosters. And and we have the a little benefit here that they didn't have in O2, and that is we have the benefit of hindsight. Correct. We know we know the direction that some people's careers are going, have the ability and potential to go. We know that Bradshaw in 2003, 2004, changed his gimmick to something that was quite marketable, the JBL gimmick, and uh, and he made he, he was able to 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 utilize that and 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 further his career in a way that had never been done before. We know that guys like Bubba Ray Dudley and Christian went to another company and were able to reinvent themselves and and be utilized in ways they never recognized before and became major players. So we know they have the ability and potential to be uh, to be higher than they ever were in 2002. Correct. We also we also know that Steve Austin is going to succumb to his long-term injuries just 12 months later. So with all that in mind, who are we going to pick and how are we going to use them? Those are the questions that we're going to answer soon. So we've got hindsight. There's there's a lot of you know, benefits of hindsight. There's there's drawbacks. The Rock. We know The Rock goes on to become one of the biggest movie stars ever. Picking The Rock has the has the challenge of how do you navigate his move into Hollywood, which had already started at this at, in 2002 anyway. So. Yeah, we've uh, we've got some fun. We also know which OVW guys are really going to make it. We know that you know guys like John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, they're the cream of the crop. Um, but our other guys perhaps had potential who maybe weren't utilised better. Who knows? We're going to look at all that. Who gets who? That's it's going to be fun. So, um, as I said, the only person who is not eligible in this draft is Vince McMahon as the owner, as the man who is likely going to appear on both sides of. The- both brands anyway. We've made him completely ineligible. Everyone else is up for grabs. And uh, there are two picks that uh, contain two superstars. One of them will be whoever chooses, or the first person to choose the tag team champions, Billy and Chuck. And the second uh, pick that will contain two people is whoever chooses to pick Brock Lesnar because um, we've decided that Paul Heyman will go with Brock Lesnar at this point because Brock had just broken in and Paul was that mouthpiece, that 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 uh, man who worked with him. And I just like that we've seen as history has progressed that Brock works best with Paul Heyman, uh, um, at least until the last couple of years where Brock's managed to find his niche without Paul even though Paul's still around in the background and we all know it. So, uh, 
Yeah, so that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading, Scott. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> it does, but I have a feeling that we're going to be going at a I – th- I think the pace will be brisk when we get to the back end. Maybe some of these some of these ones will be – will be uh, um, you know, we'll be talking about our picks and, and uh, you know, why we took them. But I think when we get to the back end and we need to fill the roster, I think things will be a little bit easier. But – uh, I'm excited for this. I think uh, you know we'll try to go at a good pace. We won't we won't you know make the the show too too long, but we'll we'll uh, we'll you know talk about what why we picked who we picked and such because I want to get into more on the back end of the show our direction of our rosters. That's more of the exciting thing I'm looking forward to listening to so uh, of uh, talking about. So um, let's do it. So the first thing we have All to right. do, Dave. The first thing we have to do is one of us has to be Raw and one of us has to be SmackDown. Now. As you said, it's more important. Uh, the big thing about this is, is that um, the guy who gets SmackDown uh, gets the first pick. That's so fine. I have a coin in my hand. I'm a very honest man. I may be one of the few that you know, Dave. Maybe you do. So I'm going to flip this. Okay? Yep. You call it. The guy who wins the toss will get SmackDown and get the first pick. All right? All right, then. All right, I'll call heads. All right, heads. Flip, drop. Guess what? what? It is heads. So It is heads. Yeah, I'm an honest man. So, Dave, you will be the general manager of SmackDown. I will be the general manager of Raw. And you uh, get to pick first. So All right. let us go. Let's, Let's get, get off. started. All right. Well, I am going to pick the number one draft pick in my mind. Uh, it may surprise a couple of people, but if I was looking at the roster, if I was wanting to build a roster around someone uh, for the next few years, this is the person I want. I always believed he was uh, never used to his full potential. And that is Kurt Angle. And I'm going to take Kurt Angle at number one. Okay. I like that pick. I like I that think pick a you lot. can do a lot with Kurt. I think he's he's very versatile. We've seen that, both com- comedy and uh and and serious natures. And I think that um he can wrestle with just about anyone and say, Well, whoever you're bringing onto your roster, I think he can work with them all. So I think Kurt Angle uh is the man. All right. Well, of course, Dave, to the surprise of absolutely no one, uh, (laughs) um, my uh, number one pick uh, is going to be (laughs) this is so embarrassing. Uh, My my number one pick is, of course, going to be our WWF, technically still undisputed world champion so of course my number one pick is triple h uh because he's the world champion um right now he's a baby face but we all know he might actually be a better asshole so (laughs) he is incredibly flexible and uh yeah i um uh, I think he's a guy that I like at the top of my card. He is not burnt out. 
because he just came. If had he not gotten hurt, I may not have picked him because he, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, there was a little fatigue with him by the time when he popped his quad by May uh, the previous year. But he's back fresh. He had a hot rumble. Um, yes, the storyline involving um, Lucy and the shampoo and all that other crap with Chris Jericho uh, was not the the best. And sadly, their match at WrestleMania was completely forgotten because of the the epic energy level that Rock and Hogan put on, put forth at Skydome. But he is the number one guy for me. He is the world champion. So I'm going to take the belt, Dave, which puts you in. You get you. You actually have a little more flexibility because uh, you will be able to uh, create your own world champion. But I wanted to have the belt on hand for myself already, uh, so I could work on some other things. So because of that, almost I'm almost drafting the belt as much as the guy. But it is Triple H, so duh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Triple H is my number one pick. Now I'm not I'm not completely surprised. I I. I, I thought I sort of thought you would grab him, but I, you know, I thought there might have been one or two you might have considered beforehand. Um, but I always thought he'd be he'd be quite high on your list. So and 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 as you, I think you know, you've made some very very fair points. I don't think that's just a a, a fanboy perception either. I think you've you've made yep. some some Thank fairly you. fairly good points. And and as and as Scott alluded to, everyone. Um, we know that the company ended up while they they only had the one world champion at this point. We know the direction was ended up being uh, each brand had its own world champion, and we're we're taking that attitude that each brand will have its own world champion and its own tag team champions. Um, so it's uh, it's it's okay. We um, we will be incorporating that into our um, into our uh, future booking thought process, but um, yeah. Triple H on Raw with the world title, and SmackDown will have to create a champion, whether they hand a belt over to someone or whether they uh, run a tournament. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right, number two pick for SmackDown. Um, look, I, I again, with the benefit of hindsight, I don't think I can overlook this person as as number two, or I'm you know this person as number two. Um, the I'm just going to come out and say who I'm grabbing, and I'll talk about my thought process. And that is, I'm going to grab Brock. I'm going to grab Brock with Paul Heyman. And okay. part of that is uh, the benefit of hindsight. Uh, we know where Brock's career is going to go. We know what he brings to the table. We know how good he is and how good he's been for so long. And the opportunity to get Paul Heyman as well, I think, is – is something I couldn't pass up. Paul has become. Uh, this is a, this is a conversation for maybe another show, <laughs> but I think I think Paul Heyman potentially is is up there now, rivaling Bobby the Brain as the greatest manager mouthpiece of all time. I I really do. I think that he is just he's so good on the stick. Um. We know that Brock ended up going and leaving the company for a long period of time and going to UFC. And part of that was how I think the trap, we, we know the travel schedule, he, he struggled with it. Whether that can be managed um, before he goes and, and possibly be able to work with him to create a schedule that, he, that he's happy with. Maybe the opportunity to encourage him to go and try UFC 
while under contract with the company. That could lead to all sorts of different futures. But Brock is he's an all-round uh, guy. We know he's just outstanding in the ring and he brings an intensity that few can match. So Brock's going at two in this draft. I think that's an amazing pick. Uh, you know, you, you're setting yourself up for what would end up being a great feud a year down the road. Um, but obviously Brock is a guy that needs to be built. Um, so uh, that's a good pick. Um, you know, he's got the look, obviously. Um, and you get an opportunity to, to really push him. Um, you know, you get an opportunity to really push him. Um, uh, and elevate him to another level. Um, down the line. So I like, I like that pick as well. I like that pick as well. My number two pick. Um, I know it's a guy nobody likes, but, um, I was, this is a tough one. Um, (laughs) since we know hindsight, I think I'm going to avoid him. Um, but, Looking at this list, I am actually going to go with um, another uh, elevated guy to put on my main event, and I am putting uh, The Undertaker. Um, I want to fortify my main event before I get to my mid-card, and they're the top two guys. Now... I was not happy as I just watched. I just did my chrono watch. I was not happy with 2001 Undertaker. He was very since he's since he's done the the badass gimmick. Uh, he's been a little lazy in the ring. Um, he's uh, he's not been the um, the smoothest. His matches have been plotting, um, but. He is a, a guy that he's a good heel right now. Uh, he could be a good counter to 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 Triple H if Triple H stays a babyface. Um, I know their matches are never the best, but uh, I'd like to have a little name value for the for the cable brand. Um, and you know what? Eventually, I could see him. You know, maybe going back to his old gimmick or maybe a hybrid. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna take the Undertaker. Hmm. This, yeah, the look, point that's... is the point is here, Dave is, and I'm just going to say this now because he's on this list. Since we, again, we know hindsight. I'm not going to lie; it is. I don't know how you're thinking, but it is very hard for me to draft Chris Benoit. Um, I, I, I'm straight out. I, I couldn't do it. I, and I, can't I can't do it. Do it. I was just oh, about God. to. I was about to, but then I thought uh, we did mention hindsight, and if we are going by hindsight. That's not a guy that I want on my roster because we all know what's about to happen. So um, I think it's safe for both of us if we just kind of expunge him. Um, So so I decided to go with a a valuable commodity for the uh, for the second pick. All right. Yeah, and look, I think it's I think it's a good a a good pick. And and again, the the benefit we have, we we know that. I I mean, Taker just he got better. from sort of 02 through to 2010, I mean, we just saw how good he could be as he started facing varied opponents and different guys. And uh, 
and and really honing his craft and and bringing it in the ring as he modified his style. And I think that's a really good pick. And and the legacy that he brings long term, you know, the 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 WrestleMania legacy that he brings, uh, really, I think brings a brings an added value beyond who he was in two thousand and two. Uh, similar what Brock, similar the way I saw Brock, I think he brings um, a, a bigger value that we don't always expect. So I think that's a good pick. All right, my three pick. I'm I'm going to fly in the face of what I know things are going to happen for people. Um, but we know he, he is available in 2002. I'm only going to get 12 months out of him, but I think if I manage his, as I said before, if I manage his booking better than Vince did in 2002, I think you can uh, make the most of him for 12 months and he's going to be the he's going to be the focal point for a little while because that's who he was and that's that's stone cold. Um I mean he was still the man he, he's still the man in 02. He 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 hadn't been given the greatest WrestleMania slot um due to the 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 Hogan the Hogan Rock situation and the fact that uh we know that the, the story is the 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 legend, the myth is that Austin did not want to work with Hogan at that time uh, for for probable fear of how that might turn out um, or or how that might be uh, the outcome of that match might go. So uh, he unfortunately had to wrestle Scott Hall. But outside of that, he was still the number one draw. He was still the guy who got the biggest reactions. He was still amazing on the mic. And his body was still holding it together just. And uh, and while his body's holding it together, I think he can he can bring eyeballs to uh, to the SmackDown brand. I think he's going to be the one that uh, you can build the company around for six months as you then look to build your future. Um, and and maybe maybe building a rivalry that we didn't necessarily get to see, but have it happen in the way it should have happened. Could make for an interesting WrestleMania match in 2003. So Steve Austin's going number three. Um, I do like that pick. Um, you don't know what you're going to get, and obviously, if you if you draft, you know, if you utilize him better, uh, he's a guy that. I don't think he has to be in a main event feud or anything, but as long as he gets prime spot on your show and, and still draws, um, I think you're fine. Uh, I would be careful with his, like you said, you want to be careful with his, I don't say his ego, but you want to make sure that you're utilizing him and he's not just there for the sake of being there, which was the problem in, in the prime universe. Um, using him to put guys over is one thing, but you know, Obviously, he would be more effective, uh, you know, in a long-term build, which I think I, I trust you will definitely do. I like that pick. I like that pick, Dave. And plus, it's good with with Brock. And, I mean, Brock, obviously, in Austin would be amazing. And, you know, maybe eventually sometime in the world we'll get that. But Brock and Kurt, uh, Kurt and Steve already had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's good to have at the top of your card as well. Yeah. And, and Steve brings – I mean, we know Kurt – 
Kurt could talk, and but both Kurt and Brock are there. They are they're, they're your ring in ring workers. Steve Steve is is the guy who who can talk people into an arena. Um, is the charisma that he brings, the it factor. Yeah, you know, he he just brings it, it. It's that alternate element to what Kurt and Brock bring into the into the company. Exactly, I agree. So with my third pick, I'm actually going to start working on my youth movement. Um, I'm going to take a guy that got crazy over in 01. He had a great feud uh, with Regal. Um, uh, he built himself up throughout the invasion, and I think he's a guy that's incredibly valuable now and is definitely an up-and-comer. So my third pick uh, is Edge. I think Edge is I think Edge is a guy who you could continue to use in the upper mid card. Maybe you put him in some tags with main event guys, depending on who your baby face is. I think Edge would be would will will could be a great heel. I mean, he was an awesome heel, you know, in two thousand and early oh one. But I think he would eventually be a good. Um, I think he'd eventually be a good baby face main eventer. Um, I could see him being a, a different kind of heel main eventer as we move along over the next few years. But for now, he'd be a solid upper mid-card guy, a guy that you could put in mid-show main events, and then little by little starts building himself up and building himself up to the point where I could put a world title around his waist. You know, I did it with, um, you know, Triple H will eventually need time off or put in other feuds, and Edge is a guy that could eventually be that that guy. So I think he is built perfectly and ready for that next level for the roster. Uh, mm. When I have two solid guys like Triple H and Taker, I can afford to, to give Edge the time to, uh, to continue growing without the, the invasion and all that other slop. So I am, uh, I'm very excited to have him on my roster because he's a guy who in a couple of years could end up being a main eventer. I will admit you you you've caught me a little bit by surprise there. I wasn't anticipating Edge going this early. Um, I, I I think you've you've put some good rationale there behind it though. Um, there's a little bit of an element of drafting on potential of where we know he can go and what we know he can produce in the future and giving him the opportunity to grow and develop that. I think that that's a I think that's a really good pick. It it surprises me, but as I think about it, it is a really good pick. And um, we can do a Thank lot you. with you. So, yeah, wow. All right, then. Well, number four for SmackDown. And I am going to pick – I'm going to pick a guy who – I'm just looking at this list here. I'm going to pick a guy who had already made his move into the upper card, but the versatility he brings, his ability to work with just about anyone, again, someone who can change his gimmick when needed, um, can redevelop himself and recreate himself over and over again. A guy who still to this day is um, is a, a draw where he where he works, and that's uh, that's Chris Jericho. I'm going to grab Jericho. I've always okay. been a big, I've always been a fan of Jericho. I think he very highly of him. Um, I, I I don't get to see AEW. I don't watch AEW. I'll I will admit that except. YouTube clips and you know, sort of keeping an eye, keep an eye on what happens. But I know that he can still he can still go. And um, 
He could go back then. He'd just come off his world title run. He'd been elevated. Um, I don't think they made the most of that elevation, but I think separating him from from Hunter and Undertaker and and having him there, I mean, re- realistically, you, you're looking at him where I've, as I've picked him, he's probably, you know, the number two, number three guy in on the SmackDown brand that I've grabbed so far. Brock is still starting out, so Jericho has got that opportunity to maybe have a series with Kurt or, or have another series with 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 Austin and 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 still really be quite prominent prominently featured right from the start. I think that that's what he brings to the table. He can really be thrust straight into that main event spotlight. So um, I'm taking Jericho at four. I love that pick. He's fresh off uh, his first major world title reign. Uh, in the same case as Triple H, he got kind of stuck having to follow uh, the epic energy, historic energy level of Rock Hogan uh, with their main event match, which in a bubble is really not that bad. But unfortunately, mm. uh, WrestleMania matches, when you watch them live, are never in a bubble. So uh, mm. you kind of have to, you know, you, you somewhat suffer with that. But um, I like that pick uh, because he's another guy like like I have with Edge who's kind of already, you know, he's a guy that could that could, you know, you could put in a main event slot and it'd be believable to people. Mm. So I like that pick, Dave. I like that pick a lot. And you could move him around and it's pretty great. That's a great pick. Um, this pick is not surprising, but I'm again thinking of my, I'm again thinking of my audience. And I know they miss this guy like crazy. And I'm going to, talk to him when he gets to my roster and ask what his future is and how long he tends to stick around. I'm going to assume he is. So I'm picking him kind of high. This might be a risky pick, but for my fourth pick, I am taking the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn is a different guy now. And he, obviously, I think he is in wrestling shape. I think he will definitely be in wrestling shape. And Sean is a different Sean now. I think he will have no problem putting guys over. I don't think he'll have a problem not being in the main event. But, you know, every time he steps in the ring, you're going to get a minimum three and a half, three and three quarter star match out of him, even if he's wrestling, you know, uh, a donut. So I wanted him, I want to preserve him on my roster because he's a guy that's going to face all sorts of competition. And he's a crowd pleaser. And since he's not been, obviously, in a ring in four years, I can anticipate some exciting matches with whoever he faces whenever he faces them. So that is why. I know I'm, I'm being very um, – I know I'm being very veteran-heavy right now, but um, I also have to take the fact that I'm on the cable brand. So a lot of that's revenue and some ratings – so I'm taking the guys I know the crowds will definitely t- tune into. And a guy like Sean, who, again, has not been on TV in four years, I think will be a huge benefit to the audience. And seeing him with fresh opponents, you know, when he retired, we had guys like, you yeah. know, we had, we had a pretty pretty piss-poor mid-card in, uh, in 1998. Yeah. And I think things are – I think he will look at this roster and go, oh, I'm going to have some fun. And with a couple of my next couple of picks, 
I think that's uh, I think that's going to be very prevalent. So that's why I took Shawn Michaels, not because he's a DX guy and I love him and him and Triple H were great together. This goes beyond that. I want a guy that's going to help not only elevate wins and losses, but elevate um, for the future. Yeah, and that's the guy oh, that I trust. Absolutely. Look, I, I think that's a great pick. I I was weighing up taking him when I took Jericho. Um, and, uh, it was, it was almost a toss of the coin in my head. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, I went with Jericho for the reasons of his ability to, to change and, and, and like the way where he can play both face and heel. So I know Sean can do it too, but, but we've seen once he comes back, he, he really is best suited as a baby face. But I think what you've, what you've got there is you've got a guy like you said he can he can elevate guys um, like no one else can and never lose the luster of his own um, his own perception his own image and uh, you know and bring him back after four years to have him to have his first match on your brand in for the first time in four years I mean whether it be the Triple H concept, whether it be bringing him in against as as a as a as a teammate of someone, as a mentor, or in in a hot feud, it's it's already made. You just know the crowd are going to respond, and he's another guy that it's where I, why I picked Steve Austin was because you know the crowd will always respond to him, and that's that's Sean. The crowd will always respond to Sean, and that's a good pick. I like that pick. So um, he, he, if you hadn't taken him, I was going to grab him next. So I can't. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's interesting because uh, what I was um, where I where I thought you were going to go, um, you've left one open for me to take now, which um, I'm very grateful for because uh, I'm going to be sitting down and having a conversation with this person uh, when when he walks in the door. Um, I'm going to be making sure that his head is now right, that he's. He's got his life back on track. That that the rehab that he's just completed has uh, has sorted him out. But again, a, a guy who probably similar to your pick for Edge, being picked for where I know he can go, for where I know his career has the potential. Not just we know he can produce in the ring already, but where his career can go is uh, it's Eddie. I'm going to grab Eddie. Um, I think, you know, we know that he, he rejoined the company just after the brand extension. He missed the draft, but he was back in the company within a few weeks. And, um, and so he, he just has that, uh, that ability. He's got the ability to work with anyone. He's got the ability to bring the crowd in. And I think the, I, I, I'm looking forward to allowing Eddie to return to this company and develop that character that he, that, that just got him over so well, the, the lie, cheat, steal character, the 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 cheat to win. Um, I, I think that character development will be so fun to watch. And and you know, I, I sort of hope that with a guy like Stone Cold still on the roster, I'd love to see Eddie and Stone Cold do some work together. So I'm going to grab Eddie. Um, he he's um, just he's that he's the gem ready to be shine, ready to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny that you, uh, I'm going to use the same philosophy that, uh, reasoning you gave me before. I actually was thinking of Eddie before I took Sean. That's a fantastic pick. Um, I have a feeling Eddie is going to be in great shape. Um, I think he realized the error of his ways. He realizes, listen, 
I'm not going to make it in any of these other promotions. He did a he did a a, a toe dip in in um in WCW uh, in, uh, ECW at one point. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's a guy who is a great heel, is a great face, he's fun, but damn, can he work? And I think he was pissed off that he missed a WrestleMania payday. Um, yeah. And I think he realizes, man, this rot, this brand extension can open up so many avenues for me. Fantastic pick, Dave, because you can mold him into whatever you want. And him and, him and Jericho on the roster. And if you remember, in the Prime Universe, before he walked out, Eddie and, mm. and Stone Cold had a little something brewing. Yeah. So here in our alternate universe, I task you to keep that up. Because I think Austin and Eddie would have fun back and forths. And I I I totally love that pick for you. Because just like my Edge pick, you've got a nice mix there of some veteranship. You do have a lot of youth. I mean, Austin is your is the face of your, of your brand right now. And then you've got a lot of youth. Kurt, yeah. Brock, Eddie, Jericho. So you're definitely going the real SmackDown route, and I'm kind of going the real Raw route. But that's okay. <laughs> That's well, we'll, see if, we'll see if we stick with things. We'll see yeah, we, definitely. I'm looking around here. Um, my next pick, uh, I am going to take someone. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take him now because he's another crowd pleaser. And he's a, guy, <laughs> he's a guy who I think will make things very fun. And he's another guy that the crowd is going to totally be in love with. Uh, so my fifth pick is Rey Mysterio. Um, even though Tajiri is a Cruiserweight champion, let's be honest, Rey is the face. Um, oh, yeah. If you look at the history of Cruiserweights, Dave, there's maybe only one name that comes even close to, to Rey Mysterio as the greatest cruiser of all time, and that's probably Jushin Liger. Yeah. Um, I think Rey will be a ton of fun when I start drafting some more cruiserweights and start working some different uh, some different things in the mid-card. I love Rey Mysterio. And the Prime Universe Rey in 02 and 03 was so good. I think I'm going to do similar things with him. Um, I need a good heel for him to, to go with. I don't have many at the moment. So I'm going to have to work on that as we work down the roster. But... I, I love this pick because he's a guy that, again, the crowd will be very happy to see. And we start working him in some stuff. I think a, I think a criminally forgotten, um, uh, a criminally forgotten um, match or feud that may not have happened uh, was Ray and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, uh, I, I think we may have seen it once. I think it's a situation that needs to be rectified in my in our alternate universe. And again, he's a guy that brings a lot of uh, excitement to the table. So that's why I took Ray Mysterio. Hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking that when you when you when you grabbed him, I was thinking how how awesome it would be. You've got Ray and Sean both hitting this brand at a, at a similar time, both coming from not having been on television for a while. I'm just picturing that the potential storyline there of whether they face each other or whether they work with each other as a team. I mean, that just, that opens so many doors. Um, 
Ray and Sean together, I think, has a lot of potential, and I think that 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 could really that could that that would draw that would draw some really good ratings. I think people would tune in just to see that. So that's a that's a great pick. Uh, that was yeah another one of those ones sitting there going oh if I can just get one more round I've got him and uh, and you 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 sort of found that found the edge. But my next pick, it's um, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, yeah, I want to be careful that it does. You know, we, we're picking who we like, we're picking who we think would work well together. And I, I'm, I'm really, again, I'm tossing up between one of two guys, and I'm going to go with the guy who I feel, again, this is someone who, in my opinion, was never utilized as well as he could be in WWE. I think he had a lot more potential. Um, in him than than Vince ever really allowed. He is he is versatile. He can work uh, as a good guy or a bad guy. He can he can uh, he can work with just about anyone. Um, he brings uh, a veteran element and at the same time is still young enough to um, to work for a, a quite a long period of time. Um, he's uh, he's someone that I'm hoping will continue to keep himself clean of of the bad stuff, but it's a guy who I think could be used in a multiple of of, of roles, and that's William Regal. Um, I've always been a massive fan of Regal. I think he is sensational, um, and I believe, like I said, I think he was criminally underutilized. He, you know, I think he had a Especially after the after the brand extension, he's a guy who could have, you know, as they started giving different guys a run in the in the main event picture, in the world title picture, he's a guy who never got given that opportunity. And um, I think he would have been outstanding. I think he would have made a great world champion at some point. Uh, one of the best to never hold a world title in the uh, in the last thirty years, William Regal. That's my opinion. So I'm going to grab him now. Tremendous, tremendous, and I think that pick is good because mixing him up. I mean, him and Jericho work well together, and now you've got Eddie in there. Um, him and Austin are great. I think that's a great pick. Regal is very, um, is very uh, um, flexible. Uh, he could work anywhere. You know, William Regal's the kind of guy, Dave, that I think you could legitimately give a uh, a world title reign to you know uh the way you've got and, your roster, and it would never be looked down on absolutely not absolutely not and i think because you have such an open roster of talent he fits everywhere i kind of screwed him with my picks because he's kind of stuck but that's why i i think i sculpted it kind of this way um so i i love that pick and i love regal i'm bummed i lost him but um, and the but, other advantage is it brings a title. He he was the he was the European champion at that point. Whether I continue to keep that belt around, I don't know. But he brings a championship to my to my brand now. I actually have a belt. Yes, yes. Having said that, I'm going to take another belt because uh, <laughs> I want I, the other one. Exactly. Uh, this guy obviously red hot out of the invasion, and. Uh, He's another guy that a lot of people feel maybe should have snuck in a world title reign, but the invasion just didn't allow for it. But now we're back to being wide open. So my number six pick is our intercontinental champion, Mr. 
Monday night, Rob Van Dam. Right now, he's in his prime. He's been just, he's been talked about so much. Uh, again, I just watch on my Chrono Watch. I'm into December of one. In fact, my next show that I'm watching is Vengeance. And uh, I know people got pissed off at that show because he got beat up by the Undertaker, but I think they needed to get the hardcore belt off of him anyway. This is the moment where a guy like Rob Van Dam needs to shine. And again, I look at it again, Dave. I got another guy that the world would want to see face Shawn Michaels. I mean, um, to me, I'm trying to bring stuff that people have not seen ever. And now the big thing about me, and going back to my couple picks ago, having Shawn Michaels on my roster, and now he's looking at, at the WWF roster going, holy crap, look at all these guys. Where did I get all this in 98? I had to deal with freaking bums like uh, draw. you know, well, I don't say draws because he got paralyzed. But, I mean, look at it. I mean, obviously we looked at the mid-card, you know, the, the Truth Commission and, uh, you know, Jared and the, you know, freaking Midnight, the fake Midnight Express. I mean, he had some, I mean, there, the mid-card in WWF in 1998 was pretty awful. Um, but now Sean looks at this roster, Dave, and is like, holy crap. Me and RVD, me and Ray, this guy, this kid Edge moving up the ranks. Holy shit. Look at this roster. So, and plus RVD is a guy that could easily upset anybody or just light the world on fire and become a future world champion. Um, I feel like I sacrificed Regal by picking Ray, but I'm very comfortable putting RVD on my roster as a guy that that easily, at this moment in 2002, is nuclear. So I'm, I'm really good with this pick, Dave. All right, and, and that was, yeah. Well, as I said, I, it was it was a toss up between two guys, Regal or RVD, and 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 I went with Regal, and um, you know, and you grabbed RVD. I think I think they they fit a very similar uh, demographic at the time, a very de- demographic of worker. I mean, they're 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 you know they're versatile. They can they can work both styles. Um, they can work with a lot of different people. Um, and they were you know, and as you said, RVD was was at probably at the peak of his of his powers at this point um no injuries hadn't really slowed him down he'd been pretty lucky most of his career um he had a big injury in ecw but since arriving on in wwe really was just on the up and up so i think that's that's another good pick um someone who can work with with most of the roster so yeah i like that one oh oh, where to now I'm, i'm just having a look at my my roster and um yeah and I'm looking at who's left, and there are some, there are some, still some very, very big names on the roster that neither of us have gone to yet. Um, and I'm just trying to work out whether I'm going to grab a big name or whether I'm going to grab. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going. I'm going to grab one other guy that I think I need for my mid to up my, you know, so my upper mid card main event options. This, these are the guys, as, as you can see, most of the guys I've picked so far are guys that can work main event, um, will be, would be good in a main event and, and have some versatility with them. And I'm going to do that for my next pick again. Um, I'm going to grab Booker T. Uh, again, another guy who's, on the up and up in the company, um, we know what he can do in the ring. Whoops, 
We know what he can do in the ring. We know that he can uh, um, uh, work with with most guys. We know uh, he has the potential to to redevelop that character a couple of times. And uh, I think I think you know two o three Booker really that was probably the peak of his run with the company. I think he's. His best ever run with the company from a character standpoint was the King Booker stuff in 05. But I think in ring, 02, end of 02, 03, early 04 was probably you know, the peak of his of his in-ring work with the company. So I've got a guy who who just again brings something a little bit different and uh uh will be a uh will be a good um a good addition to my side of the roster. That that is a good pick for you because I keep looking at your upper card and I'm seeing a lot of youth. Again, Kurt is technically youth. It's only you know we're only in his third year in the company, and Brock obviously green, Jericho you know veteran but not in a mid not really in a main event status. And you have Eddie Regal, Booker is there as another guy like Sean and even like Ray. Edge, very versatile. You can put him in the mid card. You can put him in the main event. He could be a face. He could be a heel. Um, I love that pick, and I think that's a good. I think SmackDown's a good spot for him. I think he got kind of mishmashed on Raw um, during the invasion, and sticking him with Triple H and Taker and all them is a bad idea. So I, I think you are much better off having uh, Booker T than I do. Um, so I love that pick. You have what I love about your roster so far, Dave, is you've got so many guys that could be wildly cool world champions um, mm. when you have your tournament. Since I have the belt, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, you, uh, I think you, you, you have an amazing tournament in your back pocket for your for your inaugural world title for SmackDown. You've got some crop there because Austin. Obviously, you know, you would – it's just based on – would be the automatic favorite because it's – well, it's him. But you have all these other guys and, you know, the Booker stuff with the fight in the supermarket. Milk, it does a body good. Um, is pretty great. So I, I love that pick. I love that pick. Um, and Booker, again, is a guy that you could put everywhere. Face, heel, mid-card. He's a good guy to have a tag team with. Hmm. Um so I love that pick, Dave. I love that pick. So I'm going to, if I may, I think I'm allowed to do this if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take two guys and put together my first tag team. I know you have them listed individually. Tell me if I can do this. I need, I'd like a fortified veteran tag team on my roster. So may I take the Hardys as a team? Yes. Yes, right. that, that's allowed. They were they were a team, an active team at the time. That's allowed. Okay, so I am going to take, I am going to take both, uh, both Hardys, Matt and Jeff. Uh, number one, because I need a tag team. So I got to start building a tag division. Um, because neither of us have picked the champions yet. Because I feel like we're at a moment where, as cool as Billy and Chuck are as tag team champions, I think we both know that they're not long for the title. Um, so I wanted an established tag team and I think having Matt and Jeff is great because they have established themselves as singles so I could break them up if I need to. 
but I think they're a good, solid, grounded tag team to begin building my tag division with. And again, they're two guys that eventually could be split up and be, um, uh, and be their their own um, their own guys. So they work well together. So I'm going to do that. So I am taking Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, as a tag team and, ev- and eventually individually. Yeah, that's it. That's a, I like I like the rationale behind it. I think, like you said, they are they're a veteran team. Um, they're probably the best team on the roster at the time. Um, at a time when a lot of the tag teams were about to be split up, that's uh, a good a good way to build your tag team uh, uh, element in your brand without um, without having to start from scratch. So that's a good. I like that pick. That's a good pick, and, and, and it hasn't gone it hasn't gone beyond me that the tag team champions haven't been picked yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that there's a, there's a few guys there that I just that haven't been picked and uh, I, I yeah but um I think yeah that that's that's a good pick that's a that's a good pick it's got me wondering now because there's a couple of there's a couple of guys that I do have my eye on but um yeah I I just need to we'll see what happens um I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna grab one of the guys who who I'm surprised probably has got this this far without being talked about yet um i'm going to go with 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 perhaps a more established veteran now um certainly uh, a star player again someone who i know in hindsight you know may not i might not get a long run out of this person but i think with some of the young guys i've got on my roster and knowing in 2002 his willingness to maybe give back just a little bit at the time i'm i'm gonna grab i'm gonna grab hogan uh i didn't think i'd end up picking him at all but looking at who i've got um i think there are some opportunities to have the veteran to have that that old old talent on my on my on my brand especially with the potential dream matchup that we never got um i think there's 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 a there's a i think if if um if if Mr. Austin sees that Hogan's willing to work with people and and work with what's best for the company, I think the dream match of of Austin Hogan that we didn't get could be could be a, a moneymaker for, for SmackDown. So I'm going to grab Hogan. Um, you know what he did in that in that O2 run um, from up until up until WrestleMania or just before WrestleMania, you know, putting over Brock, putting over Kurt. Um, he really, he really did give back, um, for a little while there working with edge. Um, so I think what I can get out of him in this short term period and hopefully where I can build to, um, I might not have him for longer than a few months, but I think I can make use of, of him while I've got him. You know, he was a, he was a, an interesting guy to think about because, if in this universe, Dave, he is cooperative, I'd like to think he is. I didn't like him on my roster because I don't like. I have too, I, I have too much of a mix of youth and athleticism. I feel like he'd have been out of place on Raw. I like him on SmackDown because um, I'd like to see someone like him and Regal. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, you've got the dream match that we didn't get in Toronto, which cracks me up because the weird thing about that is if Rock had beaten Hogan, I think we knew Austin would have probably beaten Hogan as well. So I don't hmm. get why um why he didn't go for the match. So as a general manager, Mr. Hall, uh, you have your work cut out for you in that aspect. Mm. Um, but having said that, I mean, it is Hogan. He had a few bullets left in the gun. So you could get a few, you can get a few good things out of him. A few good matches out of him. And you needed a, uh, you needed a, uh, you know, a, a face for the con. And I think, I think CW or my nine or whoever the hell, whatever, whatever network. <laughs> I feel like SmackDown's been on a zillion network. So probably would have been be happy to have Hogan there. And, and he eventually does go to SmackDown. Um, I, uh, I'm not questioning your pick. Cause I love you, Dave, you know that, but I am, I am looking forward to, this is the first pick you've done where I'm looking forward to when we go to the end of our show and we kind of, sculpt how the first few months would go on our on our brands <coughs> excuse me because i think i'm curious what you'll do with him um you think he's an easy guy to work with and he's kind of not 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 a, not from a personality or perspective we can't we're not going to be able to book that that's not possible mm-hmm. but just like where he would fit with a guy like Jericho or a guy like well Kurt would be pretty funny. Um Hogan and Booker might be fun. I mean they did have a little interaction in WCW so I am uh very very intrigued what I think your plan for him will be. So I'm I'm glad you picked him. You had the guts to. I didn't but I do think that uh, um, you have got a very interesting, uh, interesting situation with your roster having Hogan there. I think he fit your roster better than he fit mine. So that's and, what and, like. and I'm looking at the roster. I think I agree with it. I think I think that. Um, you know, we talk about the, the, the politics between Austin and Hogan and having to work that ego thing. But I look at who you've got sitting on your side and, and Hogan having to work with, and we know how difficult it was, with Hunter and Taker and Sean. Uh, I think that would that would make it much harder for him to, to, to function on your on Raw. So, you know, that's, uh, I, think, I think I've probably got, a Hogan that might be a bit more open because there'll be less politics backstage on my side. I Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, all right. My next pick. Um, my next pick. Um, hmm. Uh, oh boy, I'm a little torn here. I'm torn between two people, but I'm going to go for it. 
Um, even though she's not the women's champion, um, I think I want her right now because she is probably the most popular woman on the roster. Um, and that is Trish Stratus. Um, Jazz is champion. Yes. She's also a heel. So Trish Stratus is beloved by the company. Um, I eventually will probably turn her heel. She's an awesome heel. Um, so, um, I am, uh, I am very excited for what I can get out of Trish Stratus and the Stratus faction I will have. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I, I'm torn now because I'm trying to build my mid-card, but I don't want to go too crazy with the mid-card and have too many guys that may not be worthy of it. So I think I'll just take who I think is the the hottest woman on the in the company roster and, and, uh, and see where I can take her with some other women on the roster. So I'm taking Trish Stratus. You're probably perplexed. No, no, not at all. I, I, I think that's, uh, I, I think it's, it's a good move. It's, um, like you said, she's the most popular on the roster, and, and we know, we know how good she becomes in the ring. We know how, 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 she, how well she, she develops, and you know, we, we, neither of us have really fleshed out anything outside of probably a, a main event upper mid card roster. So to, to you know, to throw out the consideration that there, there, there's going to be. Some women working on Raw, I think that's a good step. Whether whether both sides, I, I don't know whether we'll see both brands working a women's roster. Maybe a women's revolution comes early, um, or or what. But I think um, I think Trish is, is is a good pick at the time. You know, like you said, she's most popular on the roster, and uh, she she continues to grow and develop over the next few years. So she she's got a, a big upside to her. No, that's not a bad pick at all. Okay. So, so my next pick, I'm 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 going to take a similar attitude to what you took with when you picked the Hardys. Okay, I'm going to pick a tag team. I'm going to pick an established tag team, but I'm picking the tag team more for what I want in the future rather than what I want them for now. I'm going to grab the Dudleys. And okay. and okay. Uh, again, I'm going to need a I'm going to need a, a a tag team element to my roster. Um, so there's an established team that can be used at this point to uh, to just get that started and get that growing. But I wanted Bubba. I want Bubba on my roster long term because what I believe he did in TNA in the Bully Ray character, I would love to see that developed and for the first time in the WWE banner because I think if if Bubba went solo in WWE and developed that character on his own, I think we would have seen money made. I think um, Bubba became a very good in-ring worker, not the greatest, but good enough. Um, and that Bully Ray character I've always enjoyed. Again, I don't get TNA down here, but I saw, I've seen a lot of it on – on YouTube and, 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 you know, various video clips and stuff like that. So I want the Dudleys for the stability they can bring to a tag team division in the immediate moment, 
but because it gives me Bubba Ray to work on and grow in the future. Uh, I I love that pick. Same pick, same kind of reason that I have with the Hardys. I think they could be solid in your tag division, and then eventually uh, you could break them up, and and Devon could find religion like he did, <laughs> like he did in the Prime Universe. And Bubba Ray was just kind of left floundering on Raw without any real direction. Um, but you make him into the bully Ray that we know now, and I think you've got. I think you might have some gold there. I think you might have some gold there. He'd be a good heel, kind of like the character that uh, a certain guy that has not been drafted yet does eventually become within the next couple of years. Um, my next pick. Uh, I'm going to take um, a guy who also a lot of variety. You can put him anywhere on the roster. Um, he'll work well with the main event guys because I think he would. I think he, I'm doing the, you a favor because I think he would clog up your top of the card. I'm going to take the Big Show. I think the Big Show is a guy you could have as a face. You could have as a heel. Mid-card, main event, another guy that kind of floats around. Uh, he's funny. He's good on the mic. I might give him a little bit of comedy. Uh, he's a guy that could fit anywhere at any time. So I I know he's not everybody's favorite, but he's a guy that I think I can kind of work with to be funny, be good in the, you know, be good in the ring as a big guy, kind of maybe keep the, keep the weight off and make him something special, um, both in the mid-card and in the main event. So I'm going to take the big show. I think he fits. This is another case where I think I'm doing you a favor, Dave, because I think he fits my roster probably a little better than yours. Hmm. Well, I'll admit. That's just I, my opinion. You may disagree. Maybe he does. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I'll admit, I, when I grabbed Hogan, I was tossing up whether to take big show. And, um, and I went for the, probably the star power over, over 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 the big show, um, but I, I think I think your 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 reasoning is very good. Um, I think he probably does fit a little bit more with with the 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 roster that you're building. Um, it would have been interesting. I, I was interested to see the role of a giant on on my roster, but um, it's uh, no, I, I like that. It's it, that's a good one, and uh, yeah. So okay, okay. yeah. All right, so now we're starting to now we're starting to get into some nitty gritty stuff, and and who do we want, and where do we want to go, mm. and I feel I feel that my my picks are, are flashing more and more my bias in terms of the type of workers, the type of wrestlers that I like, how they work in the ring, and what they bring, and I think. You can also see the uh, the element, maybe the element of bias I'm giving to guys that I know we've seen have developed so well over the years that might not have been at that point um, in 2002. But with my next pick, I'm going to take Christian. Um, okay. Again, he's he's another guy that I have always liked. In fact, I prefer Christian to Edge. I've always preferred Christian to Edge, and I think the work that he did when he came back to the company in um, in in 2010, 2011, especially the 2011 work, 
with Randy Orton. Um, Christian is 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 awesome. Uh, he's he's proved that he can talk. He's proved that he can work with a lot of different guys, and I think he has an upside to him in 2002 of of that untapped potential again. And and you can sort of see that 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 that's a, that's a big thing that's come up in a lot of my picks. The untapped potential, the Eddies, the, the William Regals, the Booker T's, the Christians, guys that that really can work main event and, and be top-level guys but maybe never got that opportunity uh, in the best way in, in WWE. And I know Eddie gets there, but but I think, you know, you can see a bit of a pattern there with some of my picks. But um, I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm taking Christian. Um, I'm, you know, Dave, I'm not going to lie to you. Um you're not the only person I know who actually likes Christian better than Edge. Dr. G has always said that he likes Christian better than Edge, too. So that is not a uh, – you're not uh, – I mean, you're probably in the minority. Maybe you're not. I don't know. That's a different that's, – that's a debate for another day. But that's a good pick because Christian's a guy that you can elevate. He's the kind of guy like Edge I have or an RVD even or a, a Ray that you could build up to uh you know to another level as a as a main eventer um good on the mic solid worker great worker um you know if you have a cruiser division depending on who gets the cruiserweight champion who's still out there um he's a good guy you could kind of start with and then you know translate to to other stuff with him that's a good pick i like that pick dave um um. Hmm. All right. Well, he's no. I'm not going to take him. Um. Ah, I know who I'm going to take. I like this guy. I think he's a good mid Carter, and I think uh um. I think he's a. Kind of like William Regal in the sense that he's a solid, um, he's a solid uh, mid-card guy that's great in the ring. You could put him with tag teams. Um, And that is Lance Storm. Lance Storm is one of those likable guys who... um, It's funny. He's a good heel. He's a good face. Um, better heel, if I could be serious for a moment. Um, yeah, I I totally think that I could fit him in the right spot in my main roster. Uh, you might think that's kind of a nuts pick, but I do need. I'm trying to like kind of flesh my mid card out a little bit, so. I'm going to go with uh, Lance Storm. Hmm. I know. Look, I think, like like you said, um, and, and I think it's the, the similar direction where I'm going. It's a guy who the booking that that, that he was given um, never never allowed him to really get as as, as far in, in the WWE as he could. Uh, I think we saw in both ECW and WCW that he had talent to to rise up. Um, sadly, WWE. Didn't use the using best, and I actually watched. I watched the boring um, 
the Steve Austin labeling Lance Storm boring and the going to sleep element. I watched those those promos the other day, um, and they didn't. Yeah, it, I just felt it wasn't doing the best by Lance Storm. And I think right. you know, if you if, if you work him better, you can get a you can get a lot further with him. So right. yeah. All right, just as just for our listeners' benefit, we 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 we're going to cap the main event, uh, the main roster um, uh, numbers at twenty, just for the purpose of this, um, you know, and then so we can move through. So for my next pick, I am going to um, help that along by picking two guys. I'm going to take the tag champs. They haven't been taken by now, but I'm going to take the tag champs because I'm going right. to utilize them in my as in as building my tag roster and, and and starting to get that that side of my of my mid card going so um yeah look they're the tag champs you know they might not last long in that role and they may not last long as a team but billy gun billy gun still had something to offer and we saw that over time um chuck chuck palumbo um there's still raw still still developing and and could be rebuilt and re reutilized once that tag team breaks down. So, but more that I want those tag titles now. So, Billy and Chuck are coming to SmackDown. Uh, I uh, that's a great pick. Uh, you have the tag team champions, which means I'm gonna have to create my own belt, which I'm belts, which I'm kind of cool about, and I could actually do. I could. I'm looking forward to creating my own titles because I'm a nerd like that. Um. Uh, good pick though, and you know those guys you could probably break up and do other things with too. Although uh, Billy Gunn probably is just better off being a a tag wrestler. Um, and Chuck Palumbo, yeah, you never know. Chuck, you can make into anything. So I I, I like that pick. I like that pick. Um. All right, I am gonna go with. Uh, I'm not taking both these guys because I think their time as a tag team is up. So I'm going to take one guy now, and that is Bradshaw. Uh, again, a guy that could be a good face and a good heel. He's a big dude. I think he is the more marketable as a solo guy. He's also younger. You know, I mean, maybe I'll grab Farouk on the back end to just keep the APA together. But I think the other... Um, the other, uh, uh, the other, um, reason is because, again, uh, uh, he will, um, eventually become probably a great heel world champion. Um, I mean, he could probably be a pretty good babyface world champion too. But uh, um, he's just a solid guy to put on the roster and be good at a lot of things. Um, bullying heel, funny baby face hanging out in his own little office. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty comfortable with that pick. And, you know, eventually he could probably clean himself up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe wear a suit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a good pick. No, that's a, that's a that's a good pick. I think I think that's a that's a that, that's a good pick with a lot of potential. Um, yeah, no, I like that one. I, I was I I was starting to eye him off as well. I think he was he was coming he was coming up on on the on the next round or two for me. So you you you've beat me to it. Um, looking at guys that um I think 
Um, I'm just trying to bring a, few, a little bit of difference down. I'm going to try and bring a little bit of difference down to my roster. Um, this might surprise uh, some people. Um, you know, maybe not quite there in O2, but again, someone who I think you know showed later down the track that he 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 can bring a lot, and um, it brings a variety, brings a different element to my brand, which I don't have at the moment, and that's Mark Henry. I'm going to grab Mark Henry. Um, world's strongest man. It, it gives me that big guy, that that bully sort of guy that can be utilised. Um, we we know that um, when he runs that sort of world's strongest man and the and the hall of pain character a few years later, that it really came, sort of came together for him. So I'm sort of hoping that I can work with Mark Henry to bring some of those elements out in his character a little bit earlier. Um, and 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 and. Again, like I said, it just it brings it something different, brings a bit of strength and size to my roster, which I don't really have. So I'm going to grab Mark Henry. He's a Haas, and I don't think you have a ton of Haases on your on your roster. I like the Mark Henry Hulk Hogan thing. That could be fun. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. Kind of like me with Bradshaw, you know, big, big meat slapper there that you could put in any situation. Um and grow uh, either as a heel or as a face. Because that's what right now what we need to do, Dave, is, is looking ahead. We need that kind of variety. Baby faces, heels, where can these guys go? Um, you know, um, in the future, can they be flexible? Will they, will they work out being flexible? That kind of thing. So I, I'm... I like that pick. That Mark Henry pick is similar to my Bradshaw pick. I think it's a guy that you could put in any situation and and hopefully thrive. Hopefully thrive. Um, Let me think. I'm almost tempted to start dipping into the OVW pool, but I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to take... You know what? I'm going to take this guy because um, I want to build up my cruiserweight division. And I love this guy, which means I probably have to draft his at-the-time girlfriend. But I'm going to take Kidman. Mm-hmm. I, I love Billy Kidman. Um, I think he's a guy that I can I can really work with and maybe start growing some type of uh, personality with. And he's just a good, solid cruiserweight guy. And since the Cruiserweight Champion still has not been drafted, I already got a couple of guys that I could play around with in the Cruiserweight division. Uh, I think Billy Kidman be a good pick. Um, there may be better cruisers still sitting there, but I just think Pillman, I just think, I almost said, I almost said Pillman. Uh, he was uh, at one point. Um, I think Kidman is a guy that I could put in there in the mid-card put on great matches, maybe kind of make my show like a Nitro where he opens, you know, he's the first match after the opening promo. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to take Billy Kidman. I, you might be surprised by that pick, but um, I want to start, I want to really build the cruiser division. I think I'm more surprised with the fact that with with Ray on your roster that Kidman made it this far. I, I must admit, I thought he might have gone a little bit earlier. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just having a, having a look now at at where we want to go. I'm, um, 
Yeah, again, just sort of starting to bring some variety to my roster. I'm going to grab the Hurricane. I always enjoyed the Hurricane's character. Um, Helms is 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 fun. Uh, you you have the yeah you know, the 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 humour that he can bring in the role, and at the same time, you know, it, it brings a light heavyweight element to to my brand. Um, flies around a little bit more, so he can work with some of those guys, but he he can be a good guy to be tossed around by a by a Mark Henry or a Brock as well. So I'm going to take the Hurricane. Well, he'll give you some fun promos. Um, he'll give you fun promos anyway. Mm. Um, and, uh, um, he'll, he'll give you some good backstage levity, but on top of that, he'll give you good matches because he's, he's just good at that. So I like that pick. Um, well, she's still sitting there. Screw it. They had a feud going on. I might as well take her. Uh, I'm going to add another title to my roster, and I'm going to draft uh, uh, Jazz. She's women's champion. I need somebody to feud with Trish Stratus. Uh, I need to make Trish Stratus one of the centerpieces of my roster, so I pretty much should need to have the women's championship on my roster. So I'm going to take Jazz. All right, yeah, and and that that's that's fair enough. That that's 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 not a bad pick. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from you. Um, I think. Uh, having just uh, liked the idea of grabbing the hurricane, I'm going to take the cruiser belt and I'm going to grab Tajiri. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a, a one a one trick pony with just sort of that that the working claim. And I want you know the, the the these guys who who can all just work the style. Um, and so bringing in the cruisers, I think will will help out. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and you, and you, you, this means that I have to actually keep a belt on my roster. So I actually have to do this, even though it's silly, but unfortunately he's already technically still has the light heavyweight belt at this point. So I'm going to have to take X-Pac with my pick here because I got to make sure I have a light heavyweight belt. So if you're going to have the cruiserweight title on SmackDown, then I'm going to have the light heavyweight title on Raw. As a matter of fact, I'm going to mark it with LH on our roster because he technically had that belt until the summertime. So um, probably the first time we've drafted two champion champions, uh, uh, two champions in the same. Um, uh, yeah, round. In the same round. But but I think I got to do that since you took the yeah. cruiser champion, which was totally made total sense. So. Um, yeah. So there we go. I, I didn't want to have to go. waste a pick on X Pac, but you beat me to you, you beat to, you beat me to Tajiri. So yeah. All right. Well, my next pick is a guy who um, I'm going to I'm going to grab him because he can work in my in my cruiser with my cruisers. So he he fits the cruiser division, uh, but more importantly, he'll be working with his uh, with his nephew, uh, and that's uh, Charo Guerrero. Um, I think. Um, it just it just opens up a couple of different options for me. Uh, he can he can work in the cruiser division, be a challenger for Tajiri quite quickly. But at the same time, with Eddie returning, um, the Los Guerreros tag team is is too good to pass up for your tag team division. So I think that will that will be something that will really uh, you know, bring it out. It's got 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 a little th- thought brewing in my head of of how Eddie and Chavo 
going up against the Dudleys, maybe down the track for the tag title, could bring about the Bully Ray character. So, I, I, I yeah, going to grab Charmo. That's a good pick. I like that. Well, it makes sense because you have Eddie, so it would be stupid for us to split to split them up. Um, so, good pick. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for the first time. I'll, I'll do it first. Uh, time for me to, I, I think if I go too long, I'm going to lose him. I need to have my voice of the night. So with my pick, with this pick, I'm going to take uh, the voice of Raw, good old JR, Jim Ross, because um, I need a face, I need a voice of Raw before you take him, and I'm stuck with Michael Cole. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to take uh, Jim Ross with this pick because I might as well take it now that I need my face, my voice of the roster, my voice of the show. Yep, and and that move is going to have to force my hand because I don't want to get stuck with Jerry, so I'm going to take Taz. Good call. And essentially, and essentially, essentially keep the uh, the the SmackDown and Raw uh, commentary teams what they were is where I think we're going to head there. Yeah, and I'll just say it now. I'll just take Jerry with the next with the next uh, pick just so they're together because yep. that would make and, more sense. And then, well, just for the, in the interest of fairness, I'll grab Cole. Okay. And listen, Cole and Taz, 0203, pretty fun. Good. They were. Yeah, both 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 uh both broadcast teams were in their prime in this 02, you know, when as we are drafting right now in 2002. So I think I think uh I think we're in good shape there. Um All right. I am going to draft um how many picks do we have left? Let me see. I just want to make sure that we're in. We're at, let's see, 5, 10, 15. Ooh, 16. We got, what, four picks left. Um, Why don't we make it? We'll make it um, three more. We'll do We'll do three more rounds after, because so, um, I'm obviously the first half of the round. So three more rounds after this pick. Okay, we'll we'll just draw the line there. Okay, there, there we go. go. Okay, for, for the main roster, and then we'll right. grab a couple of OVWs. Yeah. Um. Then I am going to take. Um. You know what? He fits better on my roster, and I'm going to do what I wanted to do in real life in in my alternate universe. What they didn't do in real life. So, um, he's he's going to have a good run for. A little while as a wrestler, uh, I'll at least have him for a few years. So I am going to take my guy, the Nature Nature Boy Ric Flair, because eventually I'm going to have Flair become world champion because that's just what I do. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, we talked about it on our Flair episode that I would love to have seen that happen. We thought we were going to kind of get it, if I remember correctly, at hmm. WrestleMania 22, I think it was when he almost won when we thought he was going to win Money in the Bank. Um, screw it. I'm doing it now. So, um, uh, and he fits, I think he fits perfectly well with my roster of, of guys, you know, he loves triple H. Um, you know, I don't think he wants to work with Hogan. Um, and I could see him wrestling guys like edge and I could see him wrestling guys like, um, RV. Well, I don't know. I can see him wrestling RVD. Why not? Um, I could see him wrestling anybody on the roster and making them look pretty good. All right. All right. Well, I am going to pick my – I'm going to get my GM, 
I'm going to grab my authority figure. Um, you know, there's a couple of options there that you could utilize as the authority figure, but I am going to grab Easy E. I'm going to bring Eric in as the SmackDown GM. I, um, uh, for none other, no other reason than I think he's the better option. Well, for two reasons. One is the better option, and two, a storyline that's brewing in my head for where I want to go. I think he would be perfect to bring it about. So I'm taking Eric Bischoff as my GM. All right. I'm okay with that because um, I think that Cable would be more suited for large-boobed, short-skirted Stephanie McMahon. So um, she could look a little more. She could do her whole showing off her legs thing uh, on Raw than on SmackDown. So, And Stephanie really wasn't a bad GM, and I think with Raw she'll be – I'd like to see her interact with Sean and Undertaker and, well, obviously Triple H – um, I think it'd be pretty funny. So, Absolutely. Um, so I think I think that's I that's that that's who I'll take. So we'll just flip flop GMs from real life. Yeah. Um, I think I like Bischoff kind of being the guy working with the Jerichos and the Eddies and the Regals and the Kurtz. I think I think that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing you do that. I think yeah. that'll be pretty fun. All right. With, with just two rounds to go, and, and and obviously we're you know we're leaving a lot of guys out there for now. And we would draft a full thing if we were, you know if we wanted to, but we're not. We're just looking at where we're going at the moment. I'm going to grab a guy that again. This is this is a this is a personal favourite. This is a guy that I like that I would have loved to have seen him used a bit more of at this time period. And I think he got um, hard done by by a bad um, bad management decision. Um, I'm going to take Mr. Perfect. Perfect in O2 had come back so strong and had proven that he could still go. Um, and then the whole play run from hell bit him in the butt. Um, I'm not going to let him. Uh, I'm not going to let him make some poor choices on an airplane. Um, but I would yes. love. I would love the thought of Perfect and Brock and Perfect and Kurt going in the ring. So, yep. Yep. Mr. Perfect is on SmackDown. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to pick, you picked a good, you picked a good spot. Cause I was going to pick Kurt, like, uh, that Kurt, um, like four or five picks ago, but I thought that would have been, I think I would have, I, I think, um, I don't say wasted a pick, but I probably, I probably thought he'd be sticking around a little longer. So I, I was, a, I, I, I've been avoiding him, but that's a good pick for you. I like that pick. Um, cause I think perfect was in his prime. And and since you already have to satiate multiple egos on your roster already, why not, why not just stick? Why not just put one more '80s guy on there to uh, to help you out? So, um, I think you know what he's hanging out there. Um, I could use him for some, you know, for some one shots and he did stick around for a while. Screw it. I will take the rock. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna eventually have to show up at some point and, um, I think we can see some fascinating matches out of him with some of these different guys on this roster. Um, possibly the mania match we never got. Against the world champion. Uh, yeah. That is true. Yeah. 
I, 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 so I, and yeah. since you have Austin, I figure I should have the other face of the Attitude Era. So, and and and, and to be honest, I, I I was very surprised that he lasted this long. But I think part of that is because and maybe you realize this. I'd sort of built a roster that I probably couldn't afford to have The Rock on there as well with Austin and Hogan and and yeah. Heyman. I sort of thought I really can't. I, I it'd be too to take The Rock would just be too much. Um, one of someone's going to get out Sean, um, and it's not going to be The Rock. Um, so. <laughs> Um, I'd sort of already made my calls of who I was going to run with, and I think that sort of meant that Rock was always getting up on your side of things. So right, right. I think it's like sort of the value pick there more than right. anything. And you just need to tell him why you got picked so late. Um, my last pick, um, my last pick overall here in this side before we hit the OVW guys, um, I'm just going to add another guy to my light heavyweight division. Um, just to just to flesh that out a little bit more, I'm going to grab Jamie Noble. I loved the Jamie Noble character when it came on the redneck. The, the oh, he was he was a really good character, and um, and he works well in the in the light heavyweight division. So he brings he fleshes out my light my cruiser division, sorry, a bit more, and allows me to uh, uh, to just uh, have a few options there. Uh, yeah, I like that pick. I like Jamie Noble too. And I, I don't know if we have her on the roster here. Um, well, you should probably take Nydia because worked, they worked well mm-hmm. together. My last pick, um, notice I didn't take either other member of the NWO, nor will I. Um, um, well, you know what? She's, she's pretty hot, and she's Kidman's girlfriend at the time. So I might as well end with with Tori Wilson because, you know, she could be in a good storyline with him as a valet. She wrestled a little bit. So she, I think she could be um, I think she could be valuable for for my raw uh, roster in terms of entertainment value and maybe a match here and there. All right. All right, so there we go. So just before we move on, let's just run this down. I'll run down who I've got uh, here, and then, Scott, you can run down Raw. But on SmackDown, I've grabbed Kurt Angle. I've grabbed Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, uh, William Regal, Booker T, Hulk Hogan, the Dudley Boys, Christian, Billy and Chuck as the tag team champions, Mark Henry, Hurricane, the Cruiserweight champion, Tajiri, Chavo, Michael Collin, Taz are my commentators. Eric Bischoff is my GM, and Mr. Perfect and Jamie Noble round out my my uh, drafted rounds. All right, and for my raw roster, uh, I have from top to bottom Triple H as my world champion, uh, Undertaker, Edge, Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio. Rob Van Dam, who at the time is Intercontinental Champion. The Hardys, Jeff and Matt, who could be split up. Trish Stratus, The Big Show, Lance Storm, Bradshaw, Billy Kidman, Jazz, X-Pac, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, my broadcast team. Ric Flair, Stephanie McMahon is my general manager. The Rock and Tori Wilson. So, um, so, so we go. Some, I think... I think we've both got nice variations there and, and, and a good well-rounded. I think each of us have got some good well-rounded rosters and uh, it'll be fun to see where, where we're going to, where we're going to take it in a few minutes. Uh, 
But we're just going to draft. We're going to jump in there. We're a bunch of OVW guys. We talked about this at the beginning. OVW, uh, we had a lot of guys called up from OVW in the space of uh, eight to nine months uh, from just after the draft through to the following year's WrestleMania. So we've put them all on 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 the list as well. And we're only going to draft three or four of them. Again, these are guys that are going to get called up and probably used in the early stages. With the benefit of the first pick, I get the first option. Um, and you know, there's clear. We've got a clear three, three people to choose from as 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 the as the options here. But I'm I'm going to take the guy that I want, and I want Batista. Um, oh, I always, I always preferred Batista over Cena. I've oh. shared my thoughts on on what happened in an earlier episode. You can go back and listen to our earlier episodes. I talked about how I thought Batista got hard done by when they did the switch with um, John Cena after they both won the world titles. I think Batista was more over than Cena at that point. I'm going to grab him. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn. Because oh, I wanted him perfectly with my guys. Oh, you're killing me. All right. Well, believe it or not, I'm, you may end up getting him anyway because I need a guy that's going to fit my roster. And believe it or not, he doesn't fit my roster at the moment. So I am going to take, obviously, uh, Randy Orton. Um, I just don't think the 2002 John Cena would fit my roster at the moment. Hmm. So I'm going to, I think Randy Orton will be a better heel. He has that kind of thing about him. I like the way he is. I like the way he worked in OVW. Um, so I'm comfortable with bringing up Randy Orton to be a guy with flair and um, and Triple H because right. your guy would have fit better, Dave. <laughs> but because uh, I, I could be honest with you, I love Batista too. I love Batista more than Cena too. I don't love. I don't. I mean, I love Cena, but just I've always been a bigger. It's pretty comfortable to say I've always been a bigger Batista guy. So, but you beat me to him. So I'm going to take Randy Orton. That still leaves him sitting up there, Dave. So you're getting a chance. You're getting teed up anyway. But I, I think for my purposes in terms of elevation, um, right now Orton is a better fit for my roster. Well, I'm going to test whether or not you truly see him as a fit for your roster because I'm not going to pick Cena. I am actually going to take – I'm going to pick a tag team, and that's my three guys. So I'm only going to have two picks. So you'll literally get two picks on, on top of each other. But I'm going to take Shelton, Benjamin, and Charlie Haas. Ah, the world's um, greatest tag I want, team. I want the tag team. Oh, good um, with the with the tag team little tag team roster that I've got, and what I what I feel is this this little underlying um, uh, shoot um, amateur wrestler uh, unit when I've got with um, Kurt and Brock and Kurt and and Perfect and um, you know William Regal and guys that just have that that true nature to them. I think Shelton and Charlie fit my roster better than Cena does. 
Um, I've got a couple of talkers in my roster. I think Cena will go missing in action. So um, I've taken the tag team of Shelton Benjamin and Harley Charlie Huss. I'm gifting you John Cena if you want to take him. Otherwise, we maybe he stays in developmental a little bit longer. Um. Wow. Um. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? He is. Because I'm going to take a tag team as well. I'm going to take from your uh, Eric Bischoff pick. I'm going to take Rosie and Jamal. I'm going to take three minute warning. Um, nice. I want another tag team and they could be immediate. I don't think with the way our rosters are right now, it would not hurt for John Cena to stick around down there a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the now, potential character development, what's that? The potential character development that they bring as well with, you know, with their later runs, especially, um, uh, Jamal becoming a MAGA, uh, uh, that opens up a lot of doors for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so Cena, you know, gets a, get his chance. It'll be, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Um, and I think they add to the they add to my tag division. So I could see them coming in and beating the hell out of the Hardys and them mm-hmm. having a feud together. I could I could totally see that happening. So, um. Oh, I, I understand that, and and I, it's no, this is no slight on John Cena. I just think it's a reflection of of who we like and what we want to to round out our rosters. If we had more picks, we would obviously he'd be, he he would go next for one of us. I, I think that would be a, a given. But uh, I think you know we're just we're just looking at where we're wanting to go with with uh, some storylines, and and that's that's where I think we're going to head now. We're going to head into just a few minutes just looking at what we what we would do with our uh, with our rosters and with our with our company with our brand and what are we looking at building and so I'll kick things off here and um having to having to build uh, a world title I think the best way to do that would be to run a tournament and so I would I would be setting up a tournament very early uh Eric Bischoff will, will be announced as the general manager probably second or third week of the show uh, after the after the after the um the split and he's going to come in and he's clearly going to announce that we need a a world champion crowned um with Triple H being on raw he's going to book a tournament and uh the tournament's going to have most of the key players uh Angle and Austin will both be in it Les uh, not Lesnar so Angle and Austin will both be in it Jericho you know Regal Booker Hogan um and I'm going to build this uh this tournament to to result in a tournament final of um, Kurt Angle and William Regal. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of round out. Kurt Angle is going to win the tournament um, final, but both Austin and, and Hogan are going to be eliminated through nefarious means, most likely Eric Bischoff's uh, involvement. He's going to set something up that's going to result in both Austin and Hogan being eliminated from that tournament in the early rounds. Uh, and Kurt Angle is going to c- come out as my world champion to start with, and 
And he'll probably go on a series of matches against all sorts of different guys. I don't think I see him in a in a feud to start with. Um, I'm going to have him wrestle guys uh, like Eddie, like uh, maybe a rematch with Regal, maybe maybe a uh, you know, maybe build to a SummerSlam match with Chris Jericho for the world title. That's that's sort of going to be the, the SmackDown world title picture because underlying that is going to be the build to SummerSlam which is going to be the dream match we didn't get at Mania. And that's when Eric Bischoff is going to force the hands of both Hogan and Austin, and he's going to put them in the ring against each other, both as baby faces, knowing that Hogan's already been cheered and turned, so we can't do anything about it. But I want to get that dream match in and done. Uh, So Bischoff is going to book it, um, and Austin and Hogan will face each other in the main event of of SummerSlam, so that's sort of that's where my upper card is is going to be heading in in the early months. Uh, what, what what's in store for us over on Raw, Scott? Well, um, Triple H is going to go on a tear, beat everybody, and that. No, I'm just kidding. No, so uh, <laughs> so just what happened in real life? Exactly, exactly. Why why ruin a good thing? No. Um. <laughs> um well, I think first off. Uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, will come out there and and try to prove that she is not over her head. And they're gonna they're gonna I think the heels are gonna be like like take her and be like we should have Bischoff. He knows what he's doing. Why do we have her here? Just because she's Vince's daughter. I'm getting tired of this you know nepotism crap. And um, I think Stephanie's gonna try to prove to herself and to the roster and to the fans that she. Can she can run this this roster of epic powerhouses? So I think Triple H will continue. He will. There'll, there'll be a. I think he's going to feud with Taker out of the gate as babyface. Taker will be a heel. They'll wrestle for a couple of a couple of pay per views. Meanwhile, we are going to get um a tournament to decide a number one contender for SummerSlam on my roster, and I think that does not change from real life. It will be Triple H and Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam uh, in Long Island for the WWE Championship, and it'll be won by Shawn Michaels. So Shawn will become world champion. I think Triple H will eventually turn heel, but I think Shawn will pivot. And Shawn will walk into the, after a couple of title defenses against you know certain people, he'll rematch with Triple H. Triple H will then turn heel. I think Sean will wrestle, say, Big Show at No Mercy. And then we have the Elimination Chamber at Madison Square Garden for my, for Sean's World Championship. And that is the night that Rob Van Dam grabs the brass ring. Mm. And at Madison Square Garden... RVD will win his first world championship. Nice. And nice. the, the mid card will continue to grow. Uh, Bradshaw will move up and, and I think I will give him the JBL character. Um, my goal is to have at WrestleMania, since I can't have Sean and Jericho, because although Dave, you and I can discuss what our, what our mixed roster matches will be. Um, if you have Jericho, I would like to have Sean and Jericho. 
But if you have Jericho planned for something else at WrestleMania 19, that is where we get the match that we've never seen, and that is Sean and The Rock. Mm. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, and I think I would have Rey Mysterio win the Royal Rumble. RVD would still be champion, and we would have RVD and Ray at WrestleMania. Oh, that that that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I might I might have to we might have to have a conversation about the winning of the Rumble thing because after after Kurt um, after Kurt um, after sorry after Austin and Hogan face each other at SummerSlam and and Austin is going over that match will have been a number one contenders match and. Austin is is then going to go on and take the title from Kurt at at you know No Mercy or something like that maybe even even Survivor Series but and and Austin is going to hold the title through to Mania because what I'm going to have happening underneath is I'm going to have Brock Lesnar continuing to grow his legend he's going to be beating guys left and right probably almost building up that that undefeated element to hit to it mm-hmm. um probably having beating you know Beat some of those 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 veteran guys like a like a Mr. Perfect to to get that that ball rolling, um, and then start working through Eddie and William Regal and and Booker and Jericho and, and working through those guys. And I think I think Brock's going to be to me Brock's the one who who I'd be wanting to put over at at the uh, Royal Rumble because I want to build to that Brock versus Steve Austin match, and and Austin knowing that he will be leaving the company after WrestleMania, knowing that his health has hit the point where he's got to give it away. He wants to use WrestleMania to truly pass the torch and pass it in a meaningful manner. And and his plan being that he wants to drop the belt to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania to give Brock his first world title um, and to Austin heading off into the sunset, but not t- as, he, as, as, as happened, not telling anyone that he was going to retire, just, just letting it be the case. So, that that's uh, the other dream match that I think we will be getting on the SmackDown side of things would be Austin and Brock. I oh god, that's awesome. That is awesome. So we could have so our double main event, neither of which well yours would be a title match, uh, and it works perfectly too because I have no problem having Ray and RVD in the middle of the card. I wouldn't want them to have to end the show and. And, you know, and have Austin Hogan in the middle or Austin Brock in the middle and then something bad happened. So I am perfectly fine at that moment acquiescing to giving you the main event of WrestleMania. Um, Brock winning the Rumble is fine. Um, And I can I could do like a number one contenders or something of that nature. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm Stephanie has no problem with that. However. Um, by the time we get to March of 03, we may end up redrafting. So who knows? Um, who knows? But my goal then is to eventually have RVD drop the title to, uh, Edge. Because I think by 2003, if he doesn't get hurt, I think I may make Edge a heel. Mm. Uh, I will I will merge, you know, X-Pac will eventually kind of fade. I'll work on a light heavyweight, a new light heavyweight champion, perhaps Lance Storm or Kidman. 
Um, I maybe have to, I may have to pool myself some talent if The Rock decides to leave. You may have to do the same thing for Stone Cold, and who knows what you'll yeah. do for for Hogan. Would you consider still doing since you have him on your roster? And I know we kind of didn't say we draft him as a as talent, but would you consider still doing Hogan Vince at WrestleMania? Look, it, it's certainly a, a real possibility. I think you know you'd head down that way. Uh, um, you know, perhaps yeah. Look, I think that that would probably be the best way because you know I, I don't want Hogan taking up those those main spots. So I think a, a Hogan Vince WrestleMania match would be a good way to 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 go and and allow allow Hogan to get another WrestleMania payday and and and, and again probably one of those last moments in the sun before you're going to encourage him to uh, head off into the sunset. Right. Yeah. Uh, because because under under my like under your main event, I'm I really want to be building up my my mid card guys. I really want guys like like Christian and and Regal and 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 Booker to really be getting built up as as future players. Um, and the other ones that I'm wanting to see built up at Eddie, um, it would be Eddie, but probably utilizing the tag team division to do it. Like like what happened. Um, I probably. Uh, have the Dudleys grab those belts pretty quickly. Um, probably the first f- first event that you can. The Dudleys will take the titles after drafting, and then um, with Eddie on the roster, I'll bring Chavo in, and and so I think the Dudleys will probably start as as the baby faces, and Eddie and Chavo will develop the the cheap to win characters that they did the Los Guerrero tag team, and 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 we build into a, a lovely little feud with the. The idea being that Eddie and Chavo take the titles through through cheating, and they're going to start to be getting cheered as they would as they develop those characters, and and then the 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 the, the Dudleys can't win the rematch, and this this is what will be the catalyst for Bubba um, turning heel and becoming Bully Ray, and and then I, I think I could I really love to see Bully Ray and Eddie have a couple of matches there. Allowing people, and you know, we'll probably start to as we, you know, heading into sort of post mania, um, you know, three. That's where we'll start to really start to push Eddie. And I think, you know, we'd head towards that Eddie Brock, um, match that would be where you'd elevate Eddie and um and give him the, the the chance to take the title when you decide to get it off Brock. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I uh, my goal obviously is to also elevate Trish Stratus as the face of my women's division. As much as I love Jazz, she'll be champ for a little bit longer, um, and then maybe I work on getting some some other you know female talent. Um, obviously, throughout O two and into O three, when Triple H does turn heel, uh, I will still have some sort of evolution. So I'm glad I have Orton there. Um, mm-hmm. Since you have Batista, I may end up having to take Jindrak and have the original evolution. See how that goes. <laughs> that, 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 may, that may go well, may not go well. We'll see. I may have to work on that. Um, but my definite goal is to elevate RVD into, into uh, as a main player, um, you know, as a main player for the company and particularly on my roster. So my goal is to eventually bring um bring uh RVD to that level of main event status as uh you know as the main guy my main guy a guy I could I could rely on as world champion for a while yeah 
So, well. And just I look, I'm just looking at I just yeah I'm looking at what I'm how I would maybe utilize Batista bringing Batista in I, I'm thinking the way I'd like to maybe start that is maybe in, in in a bodyguard so I I don't like the 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 way he came in with with um as the deacon but I like that with his <laughs> size the bodyguard concept and maybe having him be a bodyguard for for someone like Kurt or Jericho. Who who can have the arrogance and can back it up in the ring, but also play the smarmy heel well, and so to hide behind a muscle for a little while and let Batista learn from them by watching them every night. I think that would be the way to go before you eventually start having Batista almost like almost picturing it very similar to sort of Diesel. Then you start putting him in the ring and letting him beat guys up and and build him up and probably build him to to take the secondary title at some point as your, as your start element before you you break him away, um, you know, probably build him uh, to similar to what they did then with Evolution where he, he starts to feel used by his, whoever he's being bodyguard for, whether it be Jericho or Kurt, they start taking advantage of that and, and then you build it up to when he does his big face turn, uh, his big turn and, and, and goes out on his own. It will be a big match against a Kurt Angle or Chris Jericho who can make him look a million bucks in the ring. And we know that Batista can hold up his own end. So, yeah, I think that would be the the, the good way to, to bring him along. Yep, totally. And again, same thing with Orton. I think Orton is going to be a smarmy bastard because he just lo- he has that look, that frat boy mm-hmm. asshole look. So I think that's a guy that I'd still have Triple H take under his wing with flair and bring him up the way that he was brought up in real life anyway. Um. Yeah, yeah, and and three minute warning. You could, you could really, you could really have some fun with that because with Sean on the roster, you could, you could even, uh, you could even throw out the Sean trying to dissuade Randy from doing it. Hey, I know what it's like to work with Triple H, and maybe you know that leads to Orton taking out Sean Michaels and you know, working a match with him. Totally. You know, like listen, Triple H only cares about one person. Triple H. You're just there to be. You're just. You're just meat. You're expendable. Don't think you're special. You're not. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Totally. Yep. Um, I like our rosters. I think we had. A, I think we we did pretty good here. I think we had a, a theme. We had a tone. We stuck with that tone. Um, we split the fun stuff. You let me main event the Survivor Series with my chamber. You get the Royal Rumble winner. We have some fun at WrestleMania. I think we, uh, I think we, uh, we own it, uh, uh, Dave. I think we own it. I think we own WWFE, and then we see what happens over the next couple of years, and you know, move things around, and maybe we redraft, or maybe we make some trades. Obviously, we're gonna have to move some guys because eventually, at some point, uh, guys like uh, Hogan and Austin and Rock are gonna be gone. So we need to fill those spots. So we have to work on elevating, uh, you know, this talent. So I think it, uh, I think we definitely worked ourselves in a good position. Absolutely. Uh, It's been good. I think, I think we've had some fun there tonight and, uh, you know, let us know what you think, guys. Let us, let us know, you know. Uh, are you happy with the rosters? Do you think we've uh, – who do you think's maybe come out with uh, 
the better end of the deal, who maybe got the steal outside of the rock, who maybe got the steal of the uh, of the of the draft, and uh, you know, uh, is there something that you think we've missed there? Is there is there a, a storyline that we haven't touched on with our with our quick with our quick hand booking there that maybe you utilise with uh, with the with the rosters that we've put together? We'd love to hear from you. Um, give us some feedback, Scott. How can people do that? Well, of course, uh, you can follow. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather, but follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Uh, uh, if you're listening to it, if you're listening to it when it drops, it's Wednesday. Um, go on Twitter right under the, uh, you know, and tweet tweet your opinions. Or go to the Place to Be uh, Facebook group or the Place to Be Nation page, also where the podcast will drop, and give us your thoughts. Uh, who's got the better roster? Um, is there a guy that maybe I should have taken that Dave did or Dave took that I should have that may not fit his roster or may not fit my roster. Please give us your opinions. We That's why we're here. We're here to take all fun, fun, constructive, intelligent criticism uh, or just say they're, they're awesome. We like that too. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely um, take that into consideration. Also, besides that, give us your thoughts on future episodes. If you have any ideas you know we're due for another mailbag uh maybe in a couple months um you know we can we can we can work on that and come up with something something cool um you know that 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 you may be interested in but for the roster just go to the go do you know feel free to to comment on the on the twitter feed of the of the uh episode when it drops go to the facebook page both the place to be group and the place to be nation page um and give us your thoughts. We look forward to it. We look forward to it. Dave, where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find me on on Facebook. I tend to tend to be there. Uh, you can reach out to me, Dave Hall, on Facebook. You, um, if you want to, so if you, you know, if you're friends with anyone, any of the other guys, you, you'll probably find I'm, I'm I'm Facebook friends with them. You can send me a PM that way, or or um, you know, touch base through through the um. Uh, through the the show, the episode um, posts in in Facebook, you can you'll probably find yeah you, know, you can leave a message there as well, and I'd love to uh, love to touch base with you. All right, and again, you, I, I told you where you could find me. So that'll do it for this month's episode of Through the Looking Glass. Thank you for listening. It was our uh, it was our pleasure to bring you another great episode. Join us next month uh, for June. Um, not sure what we'll have yet. Dave's got some things running around in his head, which will probably be pretty awesome. And um, I may, if we decide to do uh, a, a second mailbag episode for July, uh, maybe in June I'll start. Uh, I'll send out a message to give for to for you to give me uh, to give both of us your mailbag questions. You know, mm. what if in an alternate universe, you know, yabba dabba do, you know. Um, We'd love to do that. We'd love the first episode we did that. We got a few leftover questions from the last episode we didn't get to, so we still have those. Um, but please, we love the input. So um, kick it around. It may not happen till later in the year, but we may do it for July. So stick close by the, the socials in June. I may be looking out for uh, for some uh, you know some questions and some um, scenarios for Dave and I to chew on. So. Um, that'll do it for this month. Have a wonderful rest of May. We will talk to you next month in June through the looking glass. Come on!